Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hello, everyone. You are listening to the latest Flyers Talk podcast. I am Jordan Hall, and as always, I am joined by the wonderful Brooke Deshra. We are at the Flyers Training Center in Voorhees, New Jersey. The team wrapped up practice today with its newest addition, Jamie Drysdale. And Brooke, it's still hard to believe, but Cutter Gauthier is no longer in the Flyers organization. The team's top prospect was traded Monday night during the first period of the Flyers-Penguins game. It was a stunner. Uh, yeah, you, <laughs> I'm just going to go right off the bat. You said it. We were right next to each other we in were. the press box last night, and you said the Flyers just traded Cutter. And I said, okay, that's a really nice joke. That's, <laughs> it's really funny. And then we turn around and head of Flyers PRs right behind us, and they're like, Danny Briere is speaking first intermission. And we were like, oh, <laughs> like it. It, it was really, real. It happened. It was it was crazy, and of course it's happening. It was like less than seven minutes into the first period yeah. of Flyers-Penguins. I still am trying to wrap my head around the fact that there was a game last night. I feel like that was so thrown on the back burner that it's just it's, – it's, it's been a crazy 24 hours for the Flyers and anybody who is around <laughs> the organization. But, yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. It's a shock, and – Oof, we got a lot to talk about. <laughs> a ton to talk about. Uh, Brooke, I don't think I ever can recall a Flyers-Penguins game in Philadelphia that simply did not feel like it mattered. No. Uh, it was all about Cutter Goche and the team that is rebuilding and has talked so much about Cutter Goche being a cornerstone to this rebuild, no longer in the organization. Turned out, according to Danny Breer, Goche did not want to sign here. He did not want to play in Philadelphia. It was just a crazy turn of events because this is a kid that talked about the Flyers uh, and wanting to be here. He was gung-ho about coming to Philadelphia. Fifth overall draft pick uh, in the 2022 draft. And he said he was meant to be a Flyer. Meant to be a Flyer. You don't just pull that quote out of thin air. Yeah. You know? it's And, and we don't see players or people really turn down the Flyers. You don't right. really see young players turn down their organization that drafted them often. It just doesn't happen often. Mm-hmm. Typically, kids are just happy to be drafted, and they're ready to start wherever they go. Uh, this was shocking. Uh, Brooke, how do you balance fans probably being disappointed but also spinning it into a positive of that they got a nice player in Jamie Drysdale on a pick? How do you feel about it? Are you in between? Are you one side or another? Yeah, I think that there's the- – definitely valid to have some level of frustration. I mean, you look at um, the Flyers prospects and you've been saying for, you know, since they've been drafted that Gauthier and Mitkov were going to be two very pivotal poignant moments and players that once they came and were with the Flyers, like that's when you want 
the Flyers to be ready for a cup run. So now it's like, okay, you lose one of those elements. You lose a really great shot with Cutter that people were excited for. I mean, this whole season, I would watch the Flyers, you know, they're, they're battling in, they're staying really, like, really close games. They're winning right now. They're, they're, there's a really great chance that they make the playoffs this yeah. year, which is a crazy thing to talk about. But you would go on social media after these games and being like, man, the Flyers are great right now. Just wait till Cutter gets here. Yeah. Just wait till Cutter gets here. So it's really, I don't know. It's, it's a really interesting dynamic. It does stink. It does. It is a little bit of a setback in terms of, you know, offensive contributions, but in return, you get Drysdale, which is, he is a great, young, fast defenseman, right-handed shot, yeah. who has the potential to be really offensively minded and just immediately come in and contribute to the Flyers, where it's like he comes in and it, it kind of almost fits perfectly for the sense of the Flyers in a rebuild, where he's a young guy, he fits the mold, he can kind of be a part of them building this building this out, really. Um, so while it is very frustrating and disappointing for a lot of fans that you lose somebody in Gauthier, you're getting a great player. And we got a draft pick in 20, second round draft pick in 2025. So you have to look at all the cards stacked up. And if he didn't want to play in Philly, now is the time to move him because he just had a great run in juniors. His, his, his stock was high. Yeah. It, it just made sense. Yeah, the Flyers felt like they were ready to cash in on Cutter Gauthier's value. Uh, he shined at the World Juniors. He was tied for the tournament lead in points. He led them to a gold medal. Uh, that Now was the time, and I couldn't agree more with that. The Flyers had been trying to make this work since May when they found out that Gauthier, for some reason, changed his mind and didn't want to play here, uh, according to Danny Briere. So they had tried to make it work, and – they even sent Briere and Keith yeah. Jones to Sweden to even try to talk to him one more time, maybe make it a last-ditch effort to sway this kid and explain their side of the story and try to get him to come to Philadelphia. But, Brooke, I think there's still no sugarcoating it. Uh, this is disappointing for the Flyers' rebuild. It, sure. uh, this is a guy that they used the fifth overall pick on. Uh, it's a guy that's one of the best players in college hockey. Uh, he's just oozing with upside. And – He's a guy the team had to lose 56 games for in a dreadful season to get. And now he's just not going to be a part of it. So I think there's some confusion. As much as there is frustration probably for the mm -hmm. Flyers and fans, I think it's even more confounding. People are just trying to think, why did this kid not want to come here? And probably until he explains his side of the story, we won't truly know. Right. Lots of things are just kind of unanswered questions right now. And you can speculate as much as you want, but until – he and his camp come forward and just kind of clear the air and be like, well, this is what's going on. Everything is speculation, you know? Um, I do think that it is really baffling. And, I, you know, everybody has a right to be curious right now as to why he went from I was meant to be a flyer yeah. to not even taking the time to speak to such well-respected names and faces in not even the organization, but the NHL as a whole with Danny Briere and Keith Jones and Patrick Sharp and John McClare. Like these are names, like well prestigious names in the league and to just kind of blow them off and be like, I don't want to do have anything to do with the Flyers is a really crazy, 
like I, I, I almost hope that we're missing something because yeah. this level of disconnect is, is very, it's, it's crazy and it's concerning. And what, what the heck happened? Yeah. <laughs> what happened? I think so many people are asking that question. <laughs> like at this, Cause we're all sitting here just as baffled as everybody listening. What is going on? How did we get here? You, you go from having one of these, the top, like you said, top college prospects in America just waiting. Everyone was like, oh my gosh, once he gets to the flyers, it's going to be great. We're going to be at the peak of this rebuild. They're going to go for a push, you know, play like steady playoff runs every single season. And now it's poof. It's gone. It's crazy. Yeah. Tyron Johnson on 97.5, the fanatic said the same thing. He said, what the heck happened? And I think a lot of people are at, you know, asking that question. Uh, where did this go? How did it get there? Mm-hmm. And I was I was really blown away when Danny Breer said that the communication kind of evaporated. Right. That he, you know, Gauthier and his representation were kind of tough to get in touch with. I, I really think the Flyers made a full court press and tried to do everything they could. And they for, went to Sweden. They went to Sweden. They went and, to and, Sweden and, for the gold medal game of World Juniors and to be able to be there for him. Even going to Sweden, they had difficulty getting in touch with him it's it really is it's, it's just confusing it's it's truly shocking in that regard I, it does happen players don't have to sign with the player the team that drafted them but just given uh kind of the mystery to it all and trying to still wrap your head around it it is very confusing and i bet frustrating for many folks brooke for sure celebrity cook steve martirano brings his italian american cooking back home to philly Enjoy Martirano's Prime at Rivers Casino and Steve's famous meatballs with Sunday gravy, prime steaks, and more. Make reservations for Martirano's Prime on open table. Brooke, this development, how much does this make what the Flyers do with Matvey Mishkov that much more important? It's kind of ironically funny. Maybe I can say this <laughs> as a, from a reporter's perspective, but... There was always so much concern about was Mishkov too much of a risk? How are they going to get him over well, that's here? That's all we talked about leading up to the draft. I'm like, yes, Mishkov is incredible, but right. I was like, stay away from him, right? Because right. we don't know. And now it's like, when's he going to get here? Is he going to get, he here? get here? And Cutter Goche seemed like the slam dunk. I mean, mm-hmm. this is a kid that's an American kid um, that's here in the country, and he's playing college hockey, and he can decide to go pro whenever he wants. And they just Uno reversed us. Like, here we really, are. Goche really is not bad. here. And Mishkov is now, to me, the vocal point. The Flyers need to make sure they do everything in their power to keep that relationship strong and get him here. Yeah. Um, that's going to be a challenge is making sure young players don't second guess at all about coming here. Uh, I don't think they're going to have any concerns. Personally, I think the Flyers, this could be a one-off. It could just be mm-hmm. something that happened. Maybe we'll find out later why it happened. But I still think people are going to look at the Flyers organization. They're going to look at the people that are running it. They're going to respect it. And I think they're going to want to come here, Brooke. Would you agree? Oh, yeah. I Like you said, I, I, think, it's, it's, I think it's a one-off as well. It's just – it's one of those crazy, bizarre situations. Like, I, it's something that, you know, it happened so quickly in the moment – during the game on Monday night that, you know, we, we got to the skate, uh, the training center today and we're still processing it. (laughs) We're going to wake up tomorrow in preparation for the Canadians game and still be, you know, processing everything. So it is really interesting to, to see what is really, you know, 
going on. It's just, you know, trying to figure everything out. Um, I know, Brooke, we got here and we're uh, we're heading on to the opposite rink right behind us. Uh, if you're watching uh, on YouTube, we have a rink behind us at, in Voorhees. And that's where Jamie Drysdale first hit the ice. And it was still kind of crazy to think. Uh, Jimmy Drysdale's here and Cutter Coche is no longer mm -hmm. a member of the organization. It and, truly is a whirlwind. And what a day. He said he had he hopped on a flight 545 this yeah. morning on his way to Philly at right here, Voorhees. And it's just he seemed like a good sport, Brooke. Uh, you could tell he, he was flustered. You could tell he was tired. So. Uh yeah. I mean, flown in at 545. Uh, it wasn't even 24 hours since he learned that he would no longer be playing for the Ducks. And he's only 21 years old. He's the youngest player now on the Flyers roster, uh, even younger than Tyson Forrester. He's also 21, uh, but he is younger. Uh, so he's now suddenly, boom, a guy that they're going to rely on in their rebuild, and he's yeah. trying to get acclimated. But seemed like a good kid, bro. What, did, what were your initial impressions just hearing him talk and seeing him practice? Yeah, I mean, first thing, it's, it's crazy because obviously you don't speak to him until after the practice. But, you know, he explained his travel day and, you know, he said his mind was in a blender, you know, when everything was going <laughs> on. And, you know, you can you just you feel for the kid and you relate to him. You're happy that he's in Philly. But knowing the travel day that he had and the fact that, you know, he was out on the ice at noon. So I was like, man, this kid can skate. Yeah. I was like, he's I, and you knew that he was a quick mover. He's such a great like a class like skater yeah and that's something that like i'm really thrilled that the flyers also acquired in the sense um but yeah i mean like first you know impressions you said he, he was a really great sport he was happy to be here he said great things he said that his once the moves were made once he hung up on um, the phone with anaheim's general manager and he got off the phone with danny briere as well he said his phone was blowing up from you know players throughout the league and within philly being like Philly's a world-class organization. Welcome to Philly, you know, great welcoming him, welcoming him with open arms. Yeah. And I think that that's all you could ask. And also spoke very highly on John Tortorella and saying, you know, we'll, you know, you get situated, you know, we'll figure things out, but you, you know, get acclimated to being in Philly, getting yourself settled and we will go from there. And I think that that's, that's really great right off the bat um, from Torts with, you know, any type of trade acquisition, but also somebody who's still so young, you know, he, you know, being in Anaheim probably felt so well suited there and, you know, just being able to just kind of pick up and whoop, he thought he was going on a two week road trip with the ducks. And now yeah. he's a Philadelphia flyer. Like things changed very quickly. And it's also like the time of the year where you're, you're like, man, I really hope a crazy trade happens to like spice things up you know, within the league, you know, that typically doesn't happen until, you know, days leading up to the trade deadline. But it, whew, talk about a crazy trade that threw every single person in hockey on social media to, you know, divulge what's going on. Yeah. It was a crazy day, just breaking everything down and hearing everybody's opinions. You have former players, you have current players, you have um, all fans from every si like every single team in the league okay. chiming in like it was just an incredible like every everyone was talking about the Flyers trade and I was like well we're, we're all right let's yeah. <laughs> let's see what's going on it was just it was a crazy day somebody ranked it as like one of the top five moments in um, Flyers Twitter X history and I think <laughs> I have to agree I do.
I know I always try to look back at certain things that I've gone through uh, while covering the team. And I've, I've talked to general managers in that same spot that we've talked to Briere where it's mid game. And, but um, I can't ever really recall something quite like this. Uh, mm -hmm. That was absolutely stunning um, where a prospect uh, said he didn't want to play here. And all of a sudden, yeah, Flyers Penguins game took a backseat completely. And it wasn't even, I mean, listen, it was a rough game for the Flyers, but it was a chippy game. Yeah. I mean, I just remember we're, we're all glued to our laptops during the game and we would be looking up and there's some sort of scrum here and there's some sort of <laughs> scrum on the other side of the ice. I'm like, what is going on? Like, we were all just, so, I felt in. like we were all like in such a, a daze yeah. because everything was unfold, like happening so quickly. So it's it's crazy. Like, I, I feel like I still need to go back and rewatch Fire Pen. Like, I just, I feel like we, it was right there yeah. and I still feel like I couldn't <laughs> pay attention to it. My brain was like, running a mile a minute yeah and the flyers are going to try to shift gears now and they're going to focus on jamie drysdale and the return they got on the trade mm -hmm. drysdale at practice uh today uh was with travis sanheim so potentially that could be a top pair for the flyers something they maybe try uh it, it, it's looking like drysdale could be in game action wednesday night brook uh if not then absolutely uh over the weekend for a back-to-back -back. but they're going to give him opportunity i think they're going to have him play to his strengths feature him, put him on a power play, give him minutes. I think if he looks a little overwhelmed, uh, you know, they'll tighten the reins a little bit and not be unfair to him, but they're going to give him a shot. And Brooke, in my mind, um, as disappointing as, as it is and as confusing as it is um, about Goche not being here, I thought it was important for the Flyers to get a player back, not just, you know, picks. Sure, 100%. I think if the Flyers got a first-round pick in 2025 or even in the summer, I think some people would have been like, well, you know, that's another step back, though. It's going to be more patience required. And the Flyers are all about patience, but I think it was important that they got high-end talent back now that they can see on the ice now. I think it eases the pain for Flyers fans a little bit. The Flyers can put out a kid and say, hey, you know, this is what we pivoted to, and you're going to like this player. Watch mm -hmm. him now. Um, and I think there's a ton of upside. They needed high-end talent in return because – Goche was high in talent. He was one of their first picks where they said, we need more high end talent. They lost him, but they did get some high end talent in return. Do you, do you like the upside with, with Drysdale? Oh my God. Yeah. And I, like I said, I think that there's, there's frustration like warranted in losing one of your top prospects. However, they gained a great player and the draft. And the like you said, I, I fully agree that to make this move kind of, you know, settle with Flyers fans a little bit better that they needed to have an actual acquisition that could make an immediate impact. And that's what I really feel like he's going to do. I, he's probably going to run point on the power play. Do you think he's going to run on first or second unit? That's still undecided. But if you want to get full potential out of him, you're really going to throw him right on, right on the point and figure things out. Now, there's, there's a lot of discussion about him changing his style of play because Anaheim plays a man-on-man versus you know zone but you know he's he's willing to take the take on the challenge and he's so young that you know the ability to adapt to that i think is you know a, a challenge that he's going to welcome but i think that once he really gets established with this team on the ice you know i'm not saying he's going to come out and be hundred percent against the Canadians because that's so unrealistic, yeah. but you, you give him until maybe after the all-star break, you know, you give him a really great run. You know, that the flyers are going to go out on the road after they wrap up the four game homestand Wednesday night, you know, being able to bond with some of these 
the the new players. He's got a great relationship already with Cam York and Scott Lawton, and he said he's played with Nick Laurier in the past as well. And it's just it's great that he's got those relationships, but to be able to build off of that almost immediately from you know joining this new team, I think is a huge bonus for this team right now. And I am just, yeah, I, I hope everything gets, <laughs> I, I just, I can't imagine how he's feeling. Yeah. So I just hope that, you know, Philly does welcome him with open arms because if you go and you look at some of his, you know, highlight reel worthy moments, he's a really great skater. He's, yeah. and I feel like everybody at NBC Sports Philly has been using this term very frequently in the past 24 hours. He is a unicorn with <laughs> when it comes to defensemen right now he's a he's a great right-handed defenseman he's got great upside he's got great speed he's a great skater i mean it's it's a great acquisition that the flyers made and i think that that's something that you just have to keep telling yourself to kind of push <laughs> the pain of losing your top prospect that everybody has been waiting for so the road to victory bus tour is back Come rally around the birds with exclusive swag and special guests, plus a chance to win tickets to a future game. Presented by Ticketmaster, go to NBCSportsPhiladelphia.com for the full schedule. Brooke, yes, and you will be on that bus, by the way. I will be on that bus Thursday. That's Brooke on the bus. Brooke is going to be on the bus. It's going to be really fun Yeah, come out and support <laughs> – Listen, I know the Eagles have had a really rough stretch, but this should be a really fun day, a really fun event. Come and get some, some <laughs> free free swag. Yeah. Everybody loves a rally towel. And then yeah. we have a kickoff party as well at Wicked Wolf later that night with a live Q&A with all of our Eagles um, expert analysts. And, you know, it should be a really fun day. Ask, ask them the good, the bad, and the ugly <laughs> yeah. about the birds as we, you know, go into the wild card. So yeah, exactly. You can be there and still be realistic, right? You we're know, about where the Eagles are have fun. And you know, yeah. if we're going down with the ship. We go down with the ship. It's <laughs> exactly. at least we're the bus. I don't know. That's right. <laughs> we'll just figure it out. So Brooke will be on the bus, but things are pushing forward. Of course, for the flyers, uh, whether people want to or not, given the disappointment of Cutter Goche not being here, but Brooke, I do think uh, there's a ton of upside with Jamie Drysdale and I really just hope people are patient. And yeah. I say that because he is only 21, and defensemen by far take the longest to develop. Look at Travis Sanheim, for example. That's he a was a example. former first-round pick, and he really hasn't hit his prime until now, 26, 27 years old. Defensemen can take till around that age to, I think, really click and find it here at the NHL level. So <laughs> Tristel is only 21 ready shot, and he's already got 123 games of experience, which impresses me uh, for that young of an age to already have that experience. I think there's going to be some lumps. I think there's going to be some waves um, in his development, but I do think there's a future there. Um, but no doubt about it, I think there's some pressure on Drysdale and really Danny Briere. It's a big trade um, where the Flyers needed to get some, something back in return, and people are going to, you know, whether they knew the Flyers' hands were tied or not, they're going to judge this trade. Um, but I think Drysdale's got a good head on his shoulders, and I really think Briere, I thought, pivoted pretty pretty well. I thought the Flyers really pivoted as best as they could. Um, I'm not sure if they could have made out a ton better in the trade, but it's still going to be, I think, a deal that's going to be judged for quite some time. Oh, yeah, and I mean, you really can't fully evaluate the trade until, I mean, it sounds crazy, but a couple years down the line when you have both yeah. of these guys fully established in the league, like you don't, 
you really don't know what dry sale is going to evolve into and you really don't know what Goche is going <laughs> to evolve into because yeah. he has yet to play an NHL game. Yeah. So there's a lot of open-ended questions about why he didn't want to sign with the Flyers. And there's a lot of open-ended questions that won't be resolved for a very long time. So patience is not a word that is in a lot of people's dictionaries right now yeah. when it comes to <laughs> the Flyers rebuild. Um, so I, I also hope that people just kind of, you know, let it unfold. Let's see what is going to happen. You just, we're all sitting here waiting for it as well. You just, you genuinely don't know how things are going to play out. And it's, you know, it's a little exciting. It's a little scary, but you know, you kind of have to close the chapter on one side and, you know, look forward to what the flyers there's. This fly, I'm going to get this fly. <laughs> he wants to be in this he podcast. He wants to be in the, the yeah. yes, our, our nice little bonus host. Yeah. This little fly that's been around <laughs> us all day. Well, we're, we're battling through the elements uh, on this Flyers Talk podcast. Yes. Uh, but, Brooke, yeah, my final point. Um, it's so funny. I feel like, you know, did I, did I foresee this coming? No. But there were still some small signs, subtle signs that, uh, you know, once it happened, once I found out, like we all did, that Goche was not coming here. I was like, hmm, those little things made sense. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I had heard that Goche was not taking, a, you know, a ton of interview requests from Philly-based reporters, and I was like, that's a little, a little Weird. interesting. I know he's a top prospect, and sometimes that you know they get a lot of interview requests, and maybe they can say no to some and only accept the others. Mm -hmm. But I just, you know, most college kids are willing to talk for a phone interview, especially when it's a positive piece about their development. Uh, when he didn't come to development camp, I was like, that's a little odd. Briere seemed very disappointed when he talked to us that he was not here. Mm -hmm. And then when Keith Jones was going to Sweden, uh, you know, I mean, that's that's the boss. That's the guy that probably you would think would stay back here and not have to go unless it was something that needed to be addressed. Um, and one other thing, uh, when John Tortorella mentioned and referenced the mad Russian, Matt Bemishkov, when he was talking about the future, he didn't bring up Cutter Goche. Yeah. And I was like, that's also a little interesting. So just funny, little signs that, you know, led to. You don't think about it. You until don't think about it until. It happens. Right. And then you look back and you're like, oh, this really has been, you know, like bubbling all right. like this whole time. Like it's been well over a year since last, since last year's development camp. So yeah. it's, it's really last year's world, not development. Yes. Um, it's just been a, a crazy, everything's kind of like raveling and unfolding. And I feel like you can't stay off of social media. Jordan, this fly, <laughs> let me tell you. The fly fly <laughs> wants us to wrap up this podcast so we the, can get out of this way. Um, but no, uh, long story short, Brooke, yeah, you, like you saw little signs and um, you could actually connect the dots once we, of course, found yeah. out that Goche was not going to be here. What but, uh, in the back of my head, timeline. yeah, what about in the back of my head, I was like, are they having any difficulty trying to get him signed? Obviously, he still needed to sign. It wasn't like a done deal or anything. Mm -hmm. He just figured everything was fine, just given what he said at the draft. Um, but things weirdly got quiet. He didn't talk a whole lot. And here we are. Cutter Goche, Brooke, no longer in the Flyers organization. Amy Drysdale is. And the Flyers have a 2025 second-round pick as well. Whew. And we'll see where this season goes. Uh, tomorrow night, Wednesday night, is game 41. Uh, that's the halfway mark of the season, Brooke. We'll see where this flyer season goes. We'll see where the rebuild goes. Mm -hmm. But certainly never a dull day here covering the flyers. Uh, 
And uh, we'll have it all covered moving forward on this Flyers Talk what podcast. Week. What a week. It's only Tuesday. And it's only Tuesday. <laughs> well, Brooke Destra, thank you so much for joining me here at the Flyers Training Center. Great to see you. Great to chat with you. A major thank you to Ben Berry, our podcast producer and guru, for always being flexible with our time. And Flyers fans, of course, always thank you so much for talking, for listening, excuse me, to the latest yes. Flyers Talk podcast. Jordan didn't get a lot of sleep last yes. night because of the, the trade. I don't so. think any of us did. Yes. So uh, messing up some words, but we'll have the words right next you time. You know what we mean. Yes. Thank you so much for listening. Wherever you get your Flyers Talk podcast, please rate and listen. And we cannot wait to talk to you next time.